0: This episode is brought to you by Marview Farms. We all know how important it is to eat healthy and take care of our bodies. And Marview Farms aims to improve the quality of life for its customers and the community. Their formula is very simple. They treat their animals the way we would like to be treated if we were them. Marview Farms follows organic practices and is 100% grass-fed from Araby, Georgia, where all the animals that they sell are born and raised on their farm and their livestock is raised happily without the use of hormones or antibiotics. They put a lot of effort in organically feeding and mineralizing the microbes in the soil so that their pastures properly nourish their animals and provide the utmost best meats to their customers and community. All their animals are born and pasture-raised on the farm, guaranteeing that they never receive any antibiotics or hormones. The animals are treated humanely and are rotationally moved to fresh pastures every day. Everything is done organically and sold directly to the consumer. My family and I have been Marview Farms customers for the past 7 years or so and I can vouch for the quality of their meats. My favorite is the pan sausage for breakfast. It's delicious. You guys must try it. They have a variety of meats, pork, chicken, goat, and eggs. For more information, go to marviewfarms.com or you can follow them at Marview Farms on Instagram and Facebook. Girls going hot is a driven women's guide to love life and business hosted by the boss ladies alex and gabby combined their
1: network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you you're listening to girls gone boss
0: Karina Rosendo is an accomplished TV journalist and executive producer with several productions under her belt. In 2016, while attending New York Fashion Week on a work trip, she saw a missing link in the fashion industry. And this is where the initial idea was planted that would later launch her true passion. After two years of conceptualizing, doing market research and switching career paths, Karina took a leap of faith and launched Stitch Lab a talent incubator that supports emerging designers from across Latin America showcasing their creations outside their country of origin and launching their brands internationally. Since its launch, Stitch Lab has propelled more than 50 brands in the U.S. and has curated two pop-ups between Miami and Vegas. As CEO and founder of Stitch Lab, Karina continues to lead its mission to deliver coveted designs, and showcase hidden talents, paving the path for these brands to connect with local wholesalers, buyers, press, and influencers. Welcome to Girls Gone Boss, Karina. Karina, welcome. How are you? Hey, Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Of course. We're so, so happy fun. you're here and I love your outfit today. Thank you. Yes. You're wearing all of your designers, correct? <laughs> yes, yes. That's I'm awesome. i wearing
2: uh, No Pisse Grama and uh, Tao Jewelry and uh, purse by Raffia. I love the purse. Cute, It's right? really cool. And your earrings, too. Thank you.
1: We have to take a picture so that when we post it up, everyone can see the outfit. Mm -hmm. It's nice. We will. Thank you. But funny enough, before we started recording We were talking about how small the world is Because you started your career on the TV side mm-hmm. Just like Alex and I And then we realized we know the same people All the same yes. people I mean,
0: it's Miami, right? Everybody knows each other Exactly But we don't know how we possibly did not cross cross paths At any point in the past, I don't know I don't but know, probably years. we probably have We know. have to have, we yeah. have to
1: I don't know, because it's like You know everyone that we know <laughs> It's yeah. crazy But tell us about like You know, obviously your resume is super impressive You have produced some of like the biggest shows there is on the Latin side um, You started your co- career in TV production like we said So just let us know your start in that and, and in your side of the business
0: And I heard that you were recruited by CNN right out of college Yes That's amazing So tell us I how know. That, that all started so exciting.
2: That was really, really exciting Um they Basically, they came to UM. They came to the School of Communications and they um, were looking for people. I passed the first round of um, interviews with them. Then they called me over on the phone, second round, third round, you know, also over the phone. And then they called me. I had to go to Atlanta to interview. And of course, my parents are super Oh, they Latinos out. Yeah. and like... No te vas de la casa unless you're married. Or unless they oh move my with God. you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, That's how my mom is. I'm like, ma, really? Yeah. Do I have to wait till
2: I get married? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eso I mean, no va a pasar nunca. And
2: I was 21. I had never lived on my own. So this was like, oh my. Because I, I mean, in, in college, I was a commuter. I did not live in the, at the dorms. I I lived in my house. <laughs> you right. know, like I was yeah, just. Yeah, I can relate. So I was like, "This is my chance i'm gonna leave and uh and it, it was crazy, but yeah they they finally let me do it and and I moved to Atlanta all on my own, and it was one of the greatest experiences i've I've ever had um Two months after I started um September eleven happened, so that kind of like it was crazy it was crazy um I started working. Fourteen-hour days. Um, some, sometimes we would even sleep at the at the newsroom. Um, so you were doing hard news. That's what you were doing. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. Uh yeah, that was crazy. Then I moved, I, and I was at CNN Domestic. Okay. So then uh, the people from CNN International called me because, of course, I spoke Spanish. So it, it was kind of like a NASA for them. They're like, okay, yeah, and, you know, we, we need people who speak more than one language. So then I started working um, more with the international side of things. I was the, their um, coordinator, assistant coordinator for, like, the live shots and everything that was going on. Um, in Iraq and Afghanistan, so I was there for two years. Did and they ever? Did you ever have to travel for any of these stories? No, okay, I, no. That would have been super scary. Well, it, it was kind of like my dream. I I I started out thinking that I was going to be the next, you know, like the Christiana Mampul Latina, right? <laughs> but that life is hard. Of, yes, it's an old life, life. Yes, and then one thing hit me also. It's like live television, and 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 when you do live news. The coverage is so small. You have a story, so much to tell, but then you have to say it in a minute thirty. Mm-hmm. So that's when the whole idea of doing documentaries started. You know, like planted in my head. I was like, I just want to do longer version. You know, like longer format TV. Uh, and then um, I also I I, I I always wanted to to live in Europe. Um, so I moved to Barcelona. Uh, with an inheritance money that I had from my grandpa, and and I and I lived there for two years. I did my masters in creative documentaries. I did my first documentary there, and then of course reality hit. The money was gone. Great. <laughs> right. okay. So you went to Atlanta, and then you decided to go and live in Barcelona. Yes, after three years in Atlanta, I went. I moved to Barcelona, and and I got my master's degree, and then I came back to Miami because I had, I had to make money. I mean, I. There was just no money right. making documentaries there, and and I tried, and we all tried, and 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 my group of friends, we we did a bunch of stuff that was really creative and, and amazing. I but the the reality of the thing is. I was getting older. I needed to have a job that supported me, and and I had to like just reality kind of like struck. But how exciting! You ha- it was like an incredible experience. I'm sure, right? It was fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic, and I also had my boyfriend here, who's now my husband. So he's like, you know what? I have a real job here. Oh, in Miami. you guys were doing long distance. Oh yeah.
0: Oh wow! That's a that's really long that distance. Work.
2: Gabby's super
0: interested right now. <laughs> she
2: wants to know everything. I mean, there was no Instagram back then, so... Right. You, you have to know. get creative. <laughs> like,
1: whatever yeah. happened, happened. You know, like,
2: we just loved each other very much. We I mean, were really were good friends. And and we were friends. Like, he just loved what I was doing, and I didn't care whatever he was doing back here. And, and we knew that at some point we were going to get back together. So, And it's not like we traveled back and forth a lot. I mean, there was, we didn't have that much money just... It's Barcelona, so right. yeah, yeah. I, I guess in in those two years, I only saw him like twice, but we would speak on the phone every night. And because you were focused on you trying to figure your life out, and if it was gonna work, it was gonna work.
1: Exactly. Right. That's, how That's how I, I see think, it. That's I think the best way to it do is. things. So then was he in the business as well? Because you said that he had a job for you coming back.
2: Oh, no, no, no. He had, no, he was the only one with a job. Ah.
1: <laughs> oh, he had a job. Yeah, oh, he had a job. job. I thought so, he had a
2: job waiting for you. No, okay. oh, no, no, no. So my, my plan was, Jose, come to Barcelona and we'll wait tables. Because that's what all right. my friends were doing, yeah. you know, like, and, he, and we'll see, you know, we can live with a couple friend of mine here, you know, in La Rambla. And he was like, no, 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 no. Come, you come back. And I was like, okay, I'll come back. And then, yeah. And mom and dad were super happy you came back, I'm sure. Well, yeah, of course they were. At that point, they had moved back to Venezuela. Oh. Imagínate. Uh, so I was here Are you on from my Caracas? own. I'm from Caracas. Yeah. So at, at that point in time... It, Venezuela was going through this uh, moment of hope, where people were out in the streets marching, and you know, like it seemed like they were gonna be able to take down Chavez. So my dad, I mean, it was so hard for him to make, you know, to be an immigrant here in in the U.S. That he saw an opportunity, shine of light, and he's like, you know what, let's let's go back. And he took my mom back. Of course, my brother stayed. I stayed. And uh, yeah, that didn't last too long. And, and your parents, parents are back now. Yeah, okay, now good, they're back. Good. Yeah, after yeah. They're like they're five back. years. Unfortunately, it didn't change. No, it didn't. It didn't get better. It, and God knows, I mean, a pueblo, they've tried. No, um, I can
1: relate. I'm from Nicaragua, so we're going through like very similar situations. Yeah, it's really sad
2: to see your country, right? Kind of slowly dying off. I know, but there's no hope now. There's no mm-hmm. hope and, and there's um, good people in, in, in power now trying to make a difference. And, and we are very, very, very hopeful. But uh, yeah, so I came back to Miami and uh, thinking that this guy was going to propose, of course, because I'm like, yeah, bueno, you know, <laughs> you wanted me to come back. Right. So what? No, guess what? It was like five more years. <laughs> <before laughs> he- <laughs> exactly. It was like it took him five more years. So I was like, oh, my God, this guy. So I did local news. That was crazy, waking up at 3 in the morning to do the 7 a.m. newscast. Where was that at? Univision 23. Okay. Because I, I was still stuck with news. Yeah. So Well,
0: that's what you knew. So yeah. if it was familiar. So you go back to what's familiar in the exactly. beginning. Were oh. you
2: doing behind the scenes? Total. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. N- never no, in front of the camera. No, because you're super fabulous and cute. Yeah. <laughs> you could totally be on
1: screen. <laughs> right. It's no, <laughs> not far-fetched.
2: I was always very afraid of up in front of the camera. Um, No. No, my my eyes cross and like, I I get really nervous. I start sweating. So no, always behind the scenes. Um, And then one day they told me, look, um, there's this lady, Luz Maria Doria. She is looking for a producer for an entertainment show that she's doing at Telefutura. Telefutura was the sister network to Univision. So I went and I spoke to her and this was pure entertainment. And I was like, oh my God, I'm selling my soul to the devil. What are my friends are gonna say, you know, like right, never you're take going me for, seriously, right, you're going from
0: hard news to something more like pop culture.
2: Crazy. And it wasn't pop culture. it was that? Oh. Yeah. that! <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. Man. Okay. Cheese tabloid-y. Okay. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. And I I mean, I I I later became the executive producer of that show, which was really fun. Um, I was there for like seven years. Um, I learned a lot. And, and the good thing with Luzma is I was like, Luzma, but I come from news. Like, am I ever going to be able to do a documentary here? She was like, I promise you I will, you know, help you and you will do documentaries. Like you come, you do entertainment, you know, you're a good producer and then I'll let you do what you want to do. And, and she did, and she did. I, 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 did a bunch of documentaries with, with her, um, for the network and, and they were amazing. And what documentaries did you work on? Bueno, mira, eh, we did one, for example, it was called, uh, Muerte a Gruperos. There was this time, um, like eight years ago when, um, Mexican mafia was like killing all these gruperos. I don't know if you remember like Valentín Elizalde, like all of these deaths deaths starting um to occur there and he was um with with the gruperos. So we traveled to uh, Matamoros and we went all over to these crazy towns in 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 Mexico and and we interviewed many of the families, the wives um and and we created um a really good series that then Became a documentary. How long did that so, take? So, w- how long
0: did you go for to do this? These interviews this super lo- dangerous, by the way.
2: Yeah, it was it was crazy dangerous. Um, because
0: you were not it, in it Mexico City.
2: You were like, no, we were in the towns. Oh, wow. Yeah, like okay. the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Tania Chari was uh, the main producer and talent on camera of these. Um, and, and she's an amazing reporter. So I was just her producer, and we would travel. I mean, this wasn't like one city after the other. Like, this would be, like, in one month, you know, we would do one package and then another package. And then when we realized the... The power of the footage that we had then we turned you know like this series of packages we turned them into documentaries so we went back and we recorded what was needed you know like the footage that we felt that we were still lacking and then we recorded the intros and uh and we turned it into long format like a one hour special uh we did the same thing with um that's some of the Se Yo Soy el Hijo de un Capo. So we went and we interviewed the sons and daughters of some of the most um, prolific um, capos de la mafia colombiana. You're También. brave. Wow. So, <laughs> you are brave. Yeah. So it was crazy because we were doing that during the weekend. And then we would come back on Monday and just talk about Maribel Guardia and right. Ninel Conde. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was crazy. It was fun. That's super fun.
0: So then you went to New York Fashion Week. What were you doing there
2: exactly? How crazy, huh? Yeah. So we went from
0: Capos in Colombia to the Fashion Week (laughs) in New York. I love it. Were you documenting something for Fashion Week?
2: Yeah, we were working on... Same lady, Luzma. She went to be the executive producer for Despierta América, and she took me with her to launch all of the digital platforms for the show. Back then, there was only Twitter and Facebook, I think. So she was like, "I want you to be in charge of anything and everything that social media and and digital." Um, So I was doing that for her, and again, I mean, whenever I get an idea in my head, I mean, I. She would be like, "Okay, go do it." So for some reason, uh, I I have this love and, and passion for for fashion. So I've always had it. Um, so I was like, Luzma, just send me to cover Fashion Week with my friend Andrea Chediak. She was the co-founder of Stitch Lab. And, um, and Luzma was like, I don't know what you guys are going to be doing there, but whatever, just go and cover the Latin shows. Cause that's what we care for. I mean, we are U.S. Hispanic. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go cover all the Latin shows. Mentira, estabamos en todas the guest lists, you know, like <gasps> running from, you know, from one side of town to of the course. other side of town just to see all the shows. And then we just like, oh, we have to go, um, to Tommy figure because Talia is going to be there so if you, we just get one soundbite from Talia then Luzma will be happy and we'll just play that and tomorrow and then go back to the Dior. show and then yeah exactly <laughs> but, they let you, so. but they let you actually like um, document it when you go to fashion week you went with like what audio equipment or video equipment but video equipment yes. yeah no right, right, we, right. we had registered yeah. press and mm-hmm. don't think that we went to like the fancy shows It wasn't Gucci It wasn't I mean, okay. as, a, as a matter of fact I think we got kicked out Of Carolina Herrera's show So <laughs> Yeah I was like Hey I'm Venezuela And they're like oh, We don't care we're right. not, You're not on the list I was like oh, I was just wondering How strict they were With like all of that press. press. Super, super, super strict yeah. You have to know the PR, They're PR people And you have to be they're very high-end press. I'm talking Vogue, Elle, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, like, like all, all, the all editors. these publications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we thought that by being Univision, you know, they were going to let us in in all of the shows. That wasn't the case, but they did. They did. I mean, we pre-registered for many of them and they did <laughs> let us in. So that's when it kind of like struck. We were like, oh my God, okay. So we have this mission. Just cover the Latin shows. And we had Carolina Herrera, which by the way, we got kicked out of. Um, it was Custo Barcelona. Angel Sanchez didn't have anything going on that year. So we were like, where are all the Latinos? Like, you know? Yeah. We are so misrepresented here because there is so much talent. So that was the first thing that kind of like, you know, like planted a seed in our head. we were like, hmm. We saw a void. We saw a void. And then we started researching and, and what we found out was. Of course, it is so expensive to get into the shows. It is so expensive to be able to showcase in these kind of platforms like New York Fashion Week. So most of our designers don't have that financial arm, you know, so it takes them a while. It takes them a lot of years to be able to show at this, you know, important shows. And here in Miami, of course, we have Miami Fashion Week. They do a really good job. But... I feel like it's not the same. Of course not. Um, but I feel
1: like in Miami Fashion Week, it is a very la- Latin American centric designers for at is. least the region that we're in. Maybe because we're so close to Latin America, the culture here. Is it is it so? Is it why it's very much like the Latino designers
2: yeah. for Miami Fashion Week? I guess um, they do a really good job um, curati- curating the designers that they bring. Um, and, and they've gotten more organized and, and, and better at it. Cause you know, Miami Fashion Week, it's been, um, owned by different, um, people throughout this year. So, um, but now, I mean, the past two years I've, I've seen a growth. They're cool. Um, I just, we felt like, cause it's always the same talent. See, when we speak about, um, Latin American designers, we are Usually always speaking about the same people over and over and again, but there is so much talent and there's so many new designers, so many young designers that are really coming up with innovative stuff, uh, not only design wise, but also um, in the way they manufacture it um so we wanted to be a window for those designers you know for the ones that are really emerging in their countries not the ones that already have a name and maybe you know they've already been in some of the runways here in in, in the US but for the for the really new ones and the other thing that um made me realize that there was a space for this is every time i would go to colombia or Venezuela. I mean, I don't go to Venezuela that that often, but, or or Mexico. And, and I would go to these concept stores there and, uh, and get some, you know, from, from, from the designers that I love and that I like. Whenever I would, you know, whenever I came back to the U.S., people would be like, where did you get that from? Where, and where can I get it? And then I was like, "Mm," like, there, there wasn't a space for these, for these people. So, and then I found myself th- shopping through Instagram and getting in touch with these designers through WhatsApp. So then I would have to wait like four weeks, you know, for my shirt to arrive and then pay customs. And And I was like, no, 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 no. This is so crazy. Like, there's got to be another way to access these designers that doesn't require, you know, talking to the designer through WhatsApp. And like, it's just, and, you know, like... I need to give them a platform. I need to give them a space where they can showcase their stuff and people can try it on and actually see the quality and see the fit. You know how these things fit and they're so flattering to a woman's body, a Latina woman's body. That's that's the other thing. So that's how we started and, and, and it and became a And created hit. Stitch Lab. And then we could, Yeah.
0: But were you still working your like nine to five and building Stitch Lab at the same time, correct? Mm-hmm. And that took about how long? Like two, three years?
2: No. It was super quick? It was like six months. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Amira, okay? <laughs> at some point, I had my baby because that, that's like the other milestone in my life. I, I have a two-year-old, Joey. Um, when I became a mom, I, I realized damn, live television just wasn't, for me anymore right. I was doing a live show um, Monday through Friday it was a four hour morning show so it was grueling to wake up at four in the morning and then go to work and do the show and then do the whole social media part of it because you know that never stops so of course I had to be connected at all times and if there was breaking news at 9 or 10 or 11 p.m I mean before I didn't care but now with the baby I, I needed some rest I needed to take care of the baby and I also needed to do a good job so I felt like I was dropping the ball I felt like i, I that something was going to burn in that kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I I I resigned. I said, no, I'm I'm I I am I need to do something else. So I went into a smaller production company that actually a, a good friend of mine, Guillermo Olivo, founded and he was like, come work with me, you know, we'll do cool stuff. Um and and he promised, you know, good a good schedule. He was able to match more or less my 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 good salary. So I went with him. And um, we were doing um, TV commercials, um, music videos. It was different. See, it wasn't like an everyday live show where you have to have content ready. They were more like projects. They were more like Mm -hmm. projects. So I had more time in my hands. And that's when I started working uh, with Stitch Lab. But
1: you were still working that just, you know, obviously because you needed... The income, but you were in your mind, you were already set on like building Stitch Lab and like yes. really just focusing on that yes. for the long term.
2: Yes. Yes, Beautiful. of course. But up until this day, uh, I still work. I need to do my production work because um, I need to support myself and my family. So Stitch Lab, it's only a year old. We are coming into our second big show, big second pop-up and and... Money is good in the sense that we're not in red numbers. And I I know that most businesses are for the first, you know, three, four years. It requires a lot of investment and a lot of money, you know, goes out um, with Stitch Lab. All the money that comes in, we're able to put together an amazing show. And at the same time, we're able now to pay our people, the people that help us, you know, like to do the social media strategy and the marketing strategies and whatnot. So we are covering costs, but I, I don't have a salary for myself. So every time I can, every time they call me, I do my freelance jobs, you know, for television. Uh So it feels like I still have a nine to five, you know, because, uh-huh. No, of course, we, all, have to we all we have to survive. We know
0: what you mean. <laughs> you yeah, know what you mean.
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: What is tell tell our listeners exactly
2: what is Stitch Lab? Like, well, um, bueno. Stitch Lab is a talent incubator. Okay, so what we are, what a talent incubator is, is a platform that helps Latin American designers because we're focusing on Latin America right now. Uh, Latin American designers do the crossover from their countries to the U.S. and actually be able to sell in the U.S. Um, At different scales Some brands are ready to sell wholesale You know to like major retailers Some brands are ready to sell Just to boutiques and concept stores Uh, Some brands just do Just want to do like a market test And kind of like bring their stuff here And see and test the waters And see if this is something that can work You know in the US Um, So we are that platform That give That gives them Um, An opportunity to showcase and be in front of the eyes of these uh, big wholesale buyers, um, influencers, stylists, because I mean... Coming from TV world, we know a lot of people, you know, who are behind the looks of the big stars. So and they play a major role on who it becomes successful and who doesn't, you know. Then uh, we also put them in front of the eyes of celebrities and local celebrities and journalists and um, magazine editors, um, digital uh, editors, bloggers. So we create that connection for them so that they can then go out to the real world and you know better their marketing campaigns or you know do their collections and and actually sell so we started out like that and as we've gotten to know better our designers and as we've gotten into deeper conversations uh, we've learned more what their needs are and um The problems that they have every day, not only manufacturing in their countries, but also when they try to ship out, you know, big quantities to come here in the U.S. So we are learning what those needs are, what those problems are to be able to give them tools and solutions so that they actually get better at this. Uh, So as we are growing, they're growing with us and we are um, starting to offer more packages where uh, we now offer packages for consulting. Uh, We have a brand new fashion director that just joined us this year. Um, her name is Camila strashnoy She's an Argentinian young girl that's, um, that's an editor for Elle magazine. I think she now writes for Vogue as well, L'Officiel. So she knows a lot of people in the industry and she has a really good sense of fashion. My fashion sense and my fashion approach comes from a consumer approach. Like, I know what I like. I know what fits right. And I have my own style. That doesn't make me a fashion expert. That doesn't make me—because I'm a TV producer. Like, this was just for me, like, hobby, you know? But what's funny is that you're still producing, in a sense. Of course. yeah, (laughs) That's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what what I'm doing. So, now with Camila, she brings in, you know, the— the fashion knowledge. So with her on board, uh, now we are offering uh, consultancy programs, you know, for the designers and we can be more helpful in other ways than just creating a pop-up and bringing them here once a year for the pop-up, you know? Right. I also have really good connections um, with with the PR world and I work with um, a really good PR that's been with us from the beginning, Danielle from the Bonita Project. And um, Danielle is helping us create PR campaigns for these designers as well. I'm working with... um, Really, really, really amazing uh, groups of people in the marketing world just to also help these designers create their marketing campaigns. So, as you can see, Stitch Labs has been growing, and this is also to help the designers something else that goes further. Right. That's just the pop-up. Right. Exactly. But the pop-up is super fun. The pop-up is amazing um, because it's such an experiential event. When you go, it's not only like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go see a bunch of racks or tables, you know, where the designers put their stuff and then I buy. Like a trunk show or like a bazaar. No. No. Our shows, (laughs) they are a complete experience from head to toe. I mean, from the time you get the invitation to when you walk into the door you 're greeted with the cocktail and everything has a theme and there's music and there are um, panels empower- empowerment panels that you can assist everything is free to the public, so you can go to workshops you can go um, and 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 have conversations with with people that you admired from the media world from the fashion world you know so people go there and they network they shop they have fun they learn they can dance if they want to we have live music so it, it it's a fun event you can go for two hours or you can go for the entire day and in you will have every two hours there's something new to do
0: so you have speaker series you have makeovers shopping experience exhibits and then your panels are about how many people usually are at the panel and what kind of things like are you guys talking about?
2: This is the thing We do the events. We don't like to do them at a hotel or a convention center or like because it just feels so cold. Mm-hmm. We do them at houses. So we take over the whole house and we create the pop-up experience from head to toe, like from the racks to the shelves to the flowers. Everything has a cohesive look. So it's like you're entering store it's like you're going into Mm. Nima Marcus because it has that look and feel for the panels I suggest that you're there for at least you know half an hour before if not more because they tend to fill up really quick and it's a seated is limited so it's on a first come first serve um last year we had people you know in the back of the room standing up I mean it doesn't matter we're not going to stop you from coming in but if you just want to be in a comfortable environment only
1: once a year This is only once a year. I have to wait till next
2: year. (laughs) Boo. Well, actually, and I shouldn't be telling you this, but November there's um a big proposal from a big retailer that wants to do something
1: cool with us in November.
2: So yeah, that's
1: great. So So hopefully you're getting a lot more visibility, and we are.
0: Well, you when that does like get sealed. Let, you got to let us know so we can let all the listeners know too. Thank you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I, will. I will
2: let you know for now, sure.
0: I'm really curious about something. There's a certain craftsmanship and quality behind the designs that come from Latin America. They're all so unique and the quality is amazing. How do you find these people?
2: I, I, when we first started, we were just approaching the designers that we knew that we had already purchased from before and that we knew that the quality was good and we knew that it felt great wearing it and we saw a reaction on other people when when they saw us wearing it. So we went straight to those designers and then it's funny because those designers took me to other designers. They're so like, word of mouth. Oh, yes, they're like, oh my God, this is so great. You're doing this. You know what? I know this girl in Barranquilla who does this or I know this girl in Mexico City. So it it was like this network of women and that's the only um that also it's very how do you say that curioso it was it was mostly women mm-hmm. designers and they had this network of friends and family who were also in the business and they took us from one to the other to the other so they, the first pop-up we created it like that just kind of like from the designers that we knew and then the designers that they took us to And then when the thing exploded on social media, we started getting requests from a lot of people. So the designers were already coming to us. So what we do in Stitch Lab is um, we require samples from everyone because we try on everything if it's a bathing suit pair of shoes shorts i mean that we got try, the, on do you try it on though on yourselves yes think thank you
0: thank you for not trying it on size zero models because no, 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 no. then forget it it's no. not true No, we're latinos honey exactly we got some meat on our no yes. <laughs> and i try
2: it on on my sister i try it on on my mom i'm right. like mommy try this on you know like if we just do it in different body types and and, and we try it on we if the designers let us we wash it we want to know of how this looks after mm-hmm. you wash it once or twice, you know? And then the other thing that we do is we wear it. We go out to the street and we wear it. So if we get a reaction from people or if we do a post on Instagram and people like it, then we're like, mm, we're on to something. So there is <laughs> a process right. to picking the brand.
1: So you do all of that before you even like say yes or no to the designer. Claro. Wow. That we, has to be the fun part. Yeah. Let me
2: try all this stuff on. See, That is the fun part. Um, that's also, I mean, it, it, it seems fun, but it's a lot of work. And then if, no, you, if you see, I have like three closets in my house. I have my own closet and then I have the closet where I store the stuff that didn't make it. And then the closet where, you know, I, I'm still keeping the stuff that I have to return. And then you have to return all these things. Es un trabajito. No, you'll say I'm like, how are you <laughs> doing
1: this and TV producing? But that's why you're such a badass, Karina. <laughs> Thank you. And you're a mom of a two-year-old. That yes. has not got to be easy.
2: Joe terrible everywhere. Everywhere. right now. Terrible tues. Oh, yeah. I know. But I'm not the disciplinarian at home. So, <laughs> yeah. I just have fun with him. I laugh at everything he does. <laughs> yeah, bad mom like that. Um, no. <laughs> my husband's the one that's like, time out. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <No. laughs> <I laughs> <keep> <laughs> you 're so yeah. funny
1: so then when yeah. when they this whole pop up happens, all of the designers that you 're going to be showcasing come as well so that they can meet and greet everyone claro. that's, yeah that's,
2: that 's the fun thing, and since we have so much press come to the event. That's their moment to shine. So I always tell them, you have to come, bring an assistant or somebody that will help you on your stand, you know, Uh, but there's nothing. And and this is also the experience that the girls that come to shop, that they love. It's like, you come, you like a dress, and then you're getting styled by the designer. So they're the ones that tell you, okay, let me sip it on you. And like, no, this is how you wear it and do a lasso like this. So you're getting styled by the designer. That has, you know, like- There's a value
0: to it, exactly. that's a value to
2: it. That's great also. Um, market research for the designer
1: themselves. Por like, supuesto. wow, I'm here with the consumer. They didn't like, oh, that doesn't fit right in that body type. This fits better here. Por supuesto. That's great. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a great like
2: add-on for both the consumer and the designer. And let me tell you something. There's no one that will sell their product better than the designers. I mean, sometimes they're not great on during interviews or on camera, but when you put them in front of the consumer and they're trying stuff, um. <laughs> Right. Nobody sells it better because it, they tell the story, you know, and like in yeah.
1: But it's so true because when I travel, uh, you know, outside of the U.S., there's so many like beautiful like hidden gems of like you know fashion that you can bring back, and I'm like, wow, this is beautiful, and I'll never be then. This is like a unique piece that I'll never be able to get anywhere, so I'm gonna take it with me. But then like you know, everybody starts asking you, where do I get it? Where do I get it? And then you made it into a business.
2: I made it into you. a business. Yeah. Why no?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I created this. I don't Yeah. Just an
0: idea. Look at you now, a year in. Mm hmm. And a lot of people don't know, really, like, the gems that you do find in Mexico, Colombia. Whenever I would travel for work, I would always take, like, an extra bag in my luggage. Amazing. Of mm-hmm. course. And I would yeah. bring back rugs, like, houseware stuff. Rugs. Yeah, oh, wow. they have beautiful rugs. Yeah, I know. And like, it's probably half the price, too. Not even half. I think it's way less than that. Right. I mean, for the quality that you're getting... Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And but what
1: kind. I want to know too, and just because of our listeners, there might be a designer. We get listeners from all over the world, by the way. There might be a designer like, man, how can I get in touch with Karina? I want to be able to join Stitch Lab or at least send her my
2: samples. What should they do? Just go on my Instagram page. Um, we get a lot of uh, direct messages and, and I can't answer all of those. But what I do answer myself is every single email that goes to my inbox. So it's either through the website or through Instagram. If you email me, I mean, (laughs) this week is crazy, so you probably won't get a reply soon, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I answer each and every single um, email from the designers. And uh, what I do recommend that you do is, because I get a lot of emails from like, hi, I'm from Bolivia. I have a beautiful brand of clutches. Uh, How can I be on Stitch Lab? I was like, okay, girl. (laughs) Listen, seriously. Okay. Send me a picture. Tell me what your Instagram is. Do you have a website? You know, like, so try to explain your brand as much possible. Don't make it into a three page email, but just short, uh, simple introduction of what you do, where you're doing it, why you're special. And if you have a line sheet or pictures of your product or a website, send me the link and then I'll make sure to check it out. I love it.
0: Now, I have a question because we have a lot of entrepreneurs too that listen to this. Mm-hmm. What is the most valuable lesson you have learned in the past three years since you
2: launched? Mm-hmm. You can't do it all. That's, no. that's a you, good one. Yeah. That you is need a good help. One. And uh, once you find those people that, that do the job well and that make your life easier, keep them, pay them well, you know? Because uh, when I first started, I mean, the people who were helping me, they were helping me for free. Mm-hmm. There, It gets to a point, because, you know, because they also had, they were also entrepreneurs and they also had small companies and they were growing. So they saw the value of, you know, being part of Stitch Lab. Oh, my God, you know, of course, we'll help you. But then after a while that gets old and people start dropping the ball and like you have to pay people. OK, I mean... Because everybody's time and everybody's work is worth something. So you need to allocate some money to be able to pay these people who are going to make your life easier and are going to let you take care of the bigger stuff and the bigger picture. So you can think and make the company grow because you can get stuck in the small stuff and just get frustrated. For example, social media, still with social media, every single post that goes out there, I review, I check, triple check, double check, and the, all the writing and everything. But at least I'm working with um, a company and, and with my ABBA girls who do a great job. Um, and at least with the calendar, we came up with a calendar and, and that way I don't have to check the posts every day. I'll just go in and take care of that for like once a week you know, because before I was drowning myself just with social media, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and like taking the picture and the and the video and the, who's who designer. designed the hashtags, show. what are you going to use? Yes. It's crazy. It's a whole nother job. It's a whole nother job. And plus, that's what I used to do for Univision. So I am like very like micromanager type A, like, no, nah, it needs to be this way. So, <laughs> no, when you find the, the people who really do, other, do the, their job well, find, you know... The, the resources to be able to pay them and pay them well, and 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 keep them happy it and make them make part of your group. Yeah, this makes sure a huge difference. Where you can just like
1: have somebody that you can trust, rely on, and know that they're doing the, the best job that they can do for stuff like that. I agree
2: with you hundred percent. No, and then with the financial as well. I mean, um, I mean, you need to surround yourself with people who will, you know, help you with this. Um, there are so many areas. To creating I don't a think company. I don't think that you're being a micromanager.
0: I think that you know exactly what you want and exactly what your brand needs to be. So you're just very focused on that. That doesn't make you really a micromanager.
2: Well, no, I don't know. You ask them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know, girl. <laughs> hey, it's your <laughs> business. <laughs> That's really funny.
1: But speaking of, okay, you do it all, it seems. Like you're a TV producer, you have Stitch Lab, you're a mom, you're a wife. How do you find balance and then do you have like some self-care stuff that you do because you have to kind of like oh, have a day off don't, or no days off you're looking at me like girl I do not know what a day off is
2: I <laughs> mean no and it's funny because you hear this question all the time I, I right now there's no balance in my life I need to be 100% honest with you I'm living on coffee and Diet Coke during the day and maybe a little bit of wine at night yes uh, <laughs> But because it's the week of the event, okay? So this month, actually the month of the event is crazy. And everyone at home knows that. My mom knows that. My husband knows that. Even the baby knows it. So I have a really good support group. And they, they're they the best cheerleaders that I can have and and the best group of people. So they just let me be. They know that I'm on my crazy days. And yeah, there's no rest. Um, no.
1: <laughs> well, that's, you know, I, I love your honesty about it. Yeah. And you're and you're admirable because I think most of the listeners and us included, we want to do it all. And we want to be able to do it all like with passion. And you have so much passion. So that's very admirable. And it shows that you can do it all. Like a lot of people feel like maybe they have to pick one or two. Oh, I'm a mom. No, I can't do that. But you're doing it all. And, you, you know, you sometimes can't sacrificing them. time but knowing that there's an end goal you know there's going to be a time where there's going to be downtime claro
2: this is not ha- this is not crazy like this all the time this is like happiness you know that they tell you that happiness it's not like a long state you know like something that you feel for a long period of time happiness is like oh you're happy and then uh, okay you know, so yeah, it's this of craziness life. is the same thing. I mean, it's like there's no rest. You know, you don't sleep. You wake up in the middle of the night thinking of everything that that can go wrong in your rundown. And, and then you realize there's no point in trying to sleep because you're not going to sleep anymore. So you just wake up and you go to back to the computer and you finish what you couldn't finish, you know, the night before. So it this crazy time is it lasts like a month, a month and a half. And then after the show... <sighs> Una vac- a algún
1: lugar, or you just stay home and <laughs> she's looking at me like I'm crazy. So I just gonna, asked gonna her gonna if baby. she was going to take vacation. Yeah. and She said no.
0: Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what it is now, but it will change later. Exactly. Like she said, there's an end.
1: Yeah. Right? What's your biggest like accomplishment so far or something you're celebrating a boss moment that you're having? A- Aside from working on this
2: amazing event. Thank you. I think what I'm happiest about is um, the progress that we've made in the past year um, in creating amazing alliances. God, and I'm just looking at that logo over there uh, with like the people of Macy's, for example, uh, having them approach me and be like, we like what you're doing. We want to work with you. They're now offering us a space in the stores, in their actual retail space where we can curate um a sample of our designers that cater to that market, you know, to that consumer. And they're letting us bring in the product and bring in our designers to the Macy's store. So something like that for my designers is huge. So huge. Humongous. And we are creating alliances like this with different um, other retailers, you know, throughout the U.S. who are taking a lot of interest in the Latin American fashion movement because they see the value of it. They see how different it is, how well done it is. Um, so to me, this type of relationships and alliances are fantastic. And 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 that's what I yeah, that's what I'm celebrating right now. That these people are noticing us, that these these major corporations are looking at what we're doing and looking at our designers. And that is to me, that's fantastic. I love that you're propelling all these designers
0: to become something bigger than what they're already you know, like in their own countries, like and
2: some of them in their countries, they're, they're, they're top, right? You know, and they're selling well. It's not like they're doing bad in business, they're, they're like doing just great. took them to the next level, but we are hoping to take them to the next That's level. That's amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Congratulations thank on that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for being yes. on the show. I think I, you're amazing. I loved it. <laughs> How do they get in touch with you?
2: Okay. So they can follow us at Stitch Lab, M I A. Yeah. Or just go to stitchlapmiami.com. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you directly, what's your personal Instagram? Rosendo K. Perfect
0: okay. Yeah.
1: thank you so much for being with thank us you. and thank you everyone for listening thank and remember you. to stay in touch with us at Girls Gone Boss and leave us a little message subscribe and listen to us
0: everywhere we're everywhere so
2: thank you Karina this yeah. is awesome thank you guys of for course. the invitation thank you
0: everyone we'll talk to you next week bye. bye you're
2: listening to Girls Gone
0: Boss hosted by Alex and Gabby I love you guys oh yeah